this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today we've got a lot to cover with the one and only miss sarah frazier david oh my god i love you and it seems like i know we podcast every week but i miss you because we text we have so many things to say and um this time i'm actually on east coast time oh thank god i'm up up in maine i know i know it's crazy for you it is early here. We both have a little bit of a different background here today. And uh, I'm like up to some things over here. We got to blur out our background. Lots lots is going on, guys. Wait, um, before we get into it real quick, though, are you getting a big furniture delivery? Like what's what's happening here? Did you like buy a house? Did you move? I no. mean, is this Yontif style? I get like, I order in bulk. So like when I order toilet paper, I order 700 toilet papers. When I order, if you open my refrigerator, there's 7,000 cans of sparkling water. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I like to order in bulk because if I'm going to spend my time on like this delivery, I got to get it, put it away. And then I don't want to order toilet paper or sparkling water or soap or shit or nothing for like 10 years after that. So where do you keep all the vodka? Where do you keep all the vodka bottles? Do we like (laughs) vodka in the martinis or gin? In the the freezer, darling. It's all, the freezer is all vodkas and the refrigerator is all sparkling waters. And then you want to know why I'm single? Does, does, does anyone out there want to date me? Well, I mean, like just organized and, you know, I'm like 50 shades of gray Christian Bale, like OCD with the house. Everything's got to be clean and neat. And, and then you want to know why there's no children. I'm going to die. Like I'm going to die alone. Like I'm on the train. Like there's a train that I'm on. I'm sitting in the bath. I'm on the train to die alone. So does anyone out there listening want 
this does that excite you? Anything I just said? Yes. If yes. so, I, reach out. I know so many type A's. Single and available. I mean, you you will meet your match. Like you you will find the guy who will I don't know out organize you. I feel like so many people live like that. Like they love the organization. And mind you, when I am not with that at the house, then it's the opposite with social life. Now, just please, 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 today is Sunday. Why are we talking about Friday? I cannot think about, like, when people call me and they're like, can you, I'm like, I am so stressed out right now. I cannot think about, like, two Saturdays from now. Of course, if there's, like, a benefits or something, of course, like, you know, Mod Senior 75th <gasps> birthday party. Like, I, I, I can make plans. I'm not a total deadbeat. But, like, if you want to talk to me about just, like, a dinner in five nights, like, just shh. Less is more. Let's just get through today's interviews. Let's just, well, everything's going to be fine. I don't care if we have, you know, chicken parm or like steak frites, like just whatever you want. So really in a way, I'm very laid back to date in the sense that I'm just like, just whatever, whatever you want. So then you could like slap me around like a little bitch and tell me what time to show up and where to, I'm okay with that. I don't want any part, like just you, whatever you want, I'll go and I'll do Legend. I love it. Just legendary. Complications, baby. Okay, go on. Well, I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, where we want to start, I feel like we have to talk about the Ashley Darby divorce. I mean, we literally got done recording our last episode and like it hit the presses and you were texting me. I I have a bazillion things to say on this because I just feel like the this is your hometown, been- baby. I mean, just because you hometown. moved to LA to make it big in the entertainment biz. Doesn't mean that you don't come from, you know, the P.O.T. I know, honey. We don't play in the P. And (laughs) D.O.V. D.O.V. and the D.M.V. D.M.V., yes. But David, you are, I feel like, less naive than I am. I am. That's true. You are. You are. I really thought, based on real conversations that I've had with her and her being on my show, I thought they were in it to win it. What did she tell you in like the real world? Okay, well, the last podcast that she was on, I'm going to say of, of my show, the Sarah Fraser show, maybe a year, a year and a half ago. This was like the, you know, I, I'm trying to think of the latest rumor that that Michael had done something. And, and actually it was the last season because Michael really wasn't on that much. So I had kind of said to her, like, what was the strategy behind that? Like, are you guys, um, just tired of the rumors? And she was basically like, yeah. And you know, we are ride or die. Like we've had threesomes in the past. Now I know every single thing Michael is doing. I mean, I don't know. You know, I look, you have taught me this in this business because you're right. People come on your show. Famous people come on your show, Lala, all these people. And they sit there and even like Megan King Edmonds, when she came on or Megan King, we've dropped the Edmonds. I mean, drop the you know, Edmonds. I, I think she was close to dating um, Joe Biden's nephew on my podcast. Never mentioned it. Never, you know, not a word. Um, so I guess these people really are just so media trained that they lie to you on your show. But I believe them. I believed her. I've seen Michael and Ashley out many times in public in DC. They always seem very connected. They've always seemed into one another, kind of like above the fray. But I 
am blown. And I have read several stories. I've read stories since this announcement that she's so over him. She's actively asking friends to set her up on dates. I'm like, girl, you got two kids. What are we? No, again, I don't know if these stories, I mean, that was a a people, a people.com. People usually gets it fairly right. People usually get to right now. Wait. So when she was on your show, she talked about three songs and just like, I'm going to be with this man forever. Like we are, we are so open about sex and everything that it's like, what a great relationship. Just being so honest. Is that what you know, it was? She, yeah. And she had talked I don't about- want to put words in Darby's mouth over here. No, no. And she had talked about over the years how it had evolved. Like, I mean, and she said this on the show when they first got together. I mean, they were having threesomes with- I don't know how often, but they had had threesomes with other women, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And I think they were both like, that was sort of their relationship, you know? I mean, they met, he owned a very, very exclusive nightclub, L2, in D.C. that was 10 years ago when I lived there. I mean, it was the place to get into. And she was like bartending. I mean, it was, it was a total hotspot for like DC elites, you know, like it was rich. It was exclusive. It was in Georgetown. It was kind of like in this alleyway. So you had to like get in there. It was a whole vibe. Um, and she was the bartender, but that's not where they met. She just worked there. Well, I think that's how she met. She was hired at L2 and he owned it. I don't know if she was bartending or waitressing or cocktail, uh, waitressing, but like that was kind of how they had met. Wow. So I, I have to say I'm shocked. I feel like they have been a longtime housewife staple. I'm curious to see what you think. I mean, they have two young sons together, but I'd also read in that people article that she really just felt like she couldn't trust him anymore, which does seem like that those were all the stories being leaked. Well, I mean, okay. First of all, I think a couple of things. I am more cynical than you. That is true. You are. I mean, it's just like, listen, when you look at a marriage or something, just because I'm single does not mean I don't know how it all works. Like when there's issues and stuff, like we have like, if we're lucky, you know, 50 years left on this planet. So like, it's a long, I know we're going to, you know, it's like, so it's like a long life. And so like, if there's these problems, you put the bandaid on for even five years, that's a, but I mean, eventually the wheels fall off the bus. So it's not like there are people that have gotten divorced. Listen, if Kyle and Mauricio were going to get divorced, that wouldn't even shock me. That, but that wouldn't even shock me. I mean, listen, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they have a great marriage, but you know, you hear these really weird things every now and then about them. You do. I mean, I'm not, like to me, believe it or not, I'd be I'd be more shocked if like Kathy Hilton and Rick got divorced. Like they're like at a different right. You're like they're in a, they're an institution. I mean, I I don't know. I you know, this is what I love about television. I will always love this about reality TV. You know, I know that it is edited for content. I know that part of it is fake, but I get invested. I get invested in celebrity relationships, and I root for people that have different types of you know, like marriages, I think, you know, him being a lot older than Ashley and and her being younger, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she, I I wanted it to work, but it, it seems like, and I think you had sent me the clip. 
because they had renegotiated their prenup. Remember the prenup was, I think if they got divorced within the first five years of marriage, she only got a million dollars or something. Then if she gets, um, then if she stayed beyond five and they were married for nine, they split 50-50. And supposedly now the other thing is I've been in their building. He owns or is part owner of a very high end. It's, it's, probably 10 years, 12 years old now though, apartment building in Arlington, Virginia looks out over, you know, the mall. The Is National this the one they show on the show? Yes. Yes. And they so, really so, live in that penthouse. Cause just cause we they really live in that penthouse. Just, just cause we go up that high. Doesn't mean that's the actual, but it's okay. So they, they live in the penthouse. Okay. Yes. And a lot of other media personalities that you would see from CNN to ESPN, a lot of famous famous uh media personalities live in that building it's a it's a really beautiful building and where, where is it it's actually, not in arlington DC. virginia okay virginia you just said that my husband and i looked at a two-bedroom apartment in the complex um i don't know how much it was seven hundred thousand, maybe eight hundred thousand. Okay, well um, from from new york city I'll, I'll i'll take two or three just let me pack my bags right now but go on we get a two-bedroom for seven something okay let me let me pack that was a few years ago. So it's probably even more. Um, but you know, reportedly he's moved out. She's living in the penthouse with the boys and he's moved out. I don't know, honey. I mean, do you think they're going to split everything 50? I mean, is this divorce going to get nasty? What are you? Yeah, I, don't know. I think, okay. Again, I think it's, so I guess <laughs> it's more than a million dollars is 50. I mean, Michael Darby has that much money, you know? I don't I know. Realize. I, I don't I, think I, well, so now I don't understand like a lot of um, rumors in DC that he does not have that much money. I will tell you that. I mean, I, again, I don't know their financial situation. I've known them socially and personally for a long time. She was a huge fan of the radio show that I was on. Like her mom's a huge fan. I love, I said it a bazillion times. Like I love Ashley. I'm team Ashley. 100%. These I don't Potomac know. girls are like a fan of yours. You have a big, I have like a big radio personality here with that. I've been doing shows. Like I should be, I should kiss your ass. Like I kiss the other asses. No, because the radio show ended and sadly my co-host died. So there's no radio no. show. The radio show's over, unfortunately. The radio show's over. But, um, I, you know, I don't, all I will say is this, is there are a lot of rumors in DC that he doesn't have as much money that is portrayed. They do have this penthouse, but I don't know beyond that their financial situation. So, I mean, like it's, she could get less than a million dollars if they split everything 50 50. Is that what we're saying here? Well, if he doesn't have a lot in cash or liquid assets and maybe he owns some properties, um, I don't know. Does he have to sell the properties or does she only get that money when he sells the properties? I don't know what their deal is, right? You know, here's the thing. Like you wanted kids, you have the kids. It's like, <sighs> I, I don't like to be so harsh on human beings, but like, what is the benefit or upside to being married to Michael Darby? Like, how has it even lasted this long? Like, it has nothing to do with age shaming that he's older because he's not old. It's just, I don't get it. Is he 60, I don't. 60. He's that I'm old? I mean, I'm not saying that's old. I just thought he was like 50 and she was like, but no, she's not early 30s anymore. But like, what is the appeal? Like, I don't understand why she even stayed as long as she did. I mean, I'm not saying Ashley doesn't have her own things. Listen, now, can I just tell you, though? They must be wild. They must be wild in that bedroom. I'm sorry. I think that's... See, he's 62. 
Um, like she's- freaky freak. And I'm not just saying this because they openly have threesomes. Lots of couples openly have threesomes. I just think that Ashley and Michael probably have a sick, dirty, like, I don't even want to know the fetishes, the kinks. I just, I think you guys, I mean, looks lots of stuff comes out in a divorce. I do think it'll get ugly. I mean, listen, it doesn't sound like it's going to get ugly ever, but when there's true money, when there's like, this could be my million dollars or it could be your million dollars. I think it's, yeah, it gets nasty. Money brings out Pete when you want that. And then when a lawyer says, guess what? You're that you're entitled to that. And another lawyer is like, that ain't hers. It's yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's going to get nasty. I just, I can't imagine that if stuff starts to leak about the bedroom, oh, buckle up, honey, buckle up. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you guys ever notice how many pairs of glasses I have? I mean, I used to spend thousands on different colors and shapes and sizes of glasses. Well, everything changed when I found Pear Eyewear. You go to their website and you pick out a base frame. I picked out the Finley because that's what looked best on me. You then choose from 
tons of top frames. What's a top frame? Exactly how it sounds. The top frame goes over your base pair of glasses. I picked the solid black Finley. So I now have a great solid black pair of glasses. But then the top frames, they have a whole sparkle series. I mean, literally that comes in every color. So on top of my base, I could have pink sparkle glasses, purple sparkle glasses, blue sparkle glasses. They have camo. I can get green camo. It doesn't stop there. White camo, red camo, orange camo. So literally the frames would start at $60. You buy one pair of frames and that $60 includes the prescription. And then you can get thousands of toppers. Literally you can change your glasses every single day. Get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style starting at just $60. Go to paireyewear.com slash velvet and now you get 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at P-A-I-R-Iwear.com slash velvet. Look at you smiling. I mean, I think, well, I think she really loved him too. Does anyone else, is anyone listening thinking that they really loved each other or we don't really think that? No, think I don't think she, I don't think she used, I don't think she's like, you know, an Erica Jane. Oh, okay. I don't think she yeah. used, no, I don't think she used him for like a life Wait, or I, anything like that. No. But I just I, think it's like, I mean, you, she does, what is there to trust? I mean, it, listen, it's different to have three, listen, it's a whole different thing to have three sons or be like polyamorous, like our girl Gigi over on Shaw's, like what are the true boundaries of this arrangement? And I just think the more stuff surface, she's probably like, you know, look, of course, look, she did the right thing, I think, to America, like you don't you do stand by the person you're with, right? You say like, oh no, I know all about this. There's here we go again. And you put on that face, but at home, I think you're having some conversations, right? Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, obviously I, I don't know the inner workings of their relationship. Um, and I, you know, I mean, I feel like I haven't seen them in person in like two years, maybe. I think I saw them like in person with Dean, like maybe at the start of the pandemic or something, but, um, and she always just told you I'm in love, girl, girl, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he did too, you know, they, they see again, like I, they, you know, yes to me, but I believe I take people at face value, you know, like I, if, if to me, if people say we're in love, I just think good for you. We're in love because usually in person, when you see somebody, if things aren't good there now, again, you and I are in the media. So probably people are very cautious with us, but I'll tell oh, you this. Yes. I mean, I just had an off the record conversation and I would never violate this person's, um, you know, I would never say who this person was or anything, but with a pretty well-known reality personality, they called me to tell me a whole bunch of shit that's going on behind the scenes that I cannot say at this time. And Welcome I would to my life. That. No, you, you would never, oh, yeah, was it- was it a housewife or a 90 day? I, no, I'll, I'll, 90 day, 90 day. I was yeah, going to say, could totally say that different. you could say where it's from, you know, totally Listen, different same network, thing, but... like same thing. Like, I think I told this story before once I was somewhere and like, I was with in the presence of Miss Giudice, Teresa, and she was telling this whole thing about, it wasn't even really about Joe Judice, but it was about like a business deal she had coming up. I wasn't listening to, I mean, she was talking to other housewives, but I was literally sitting right there. I wasn't listening to one word. I was like, and all of a sudden, I think I told this story before I hear like, what are you doing? And it just like, it was, you know, like if you're punched in the face and you like feel it like 20 minutes later, it was a delayed reaction like that. And I was like, I looked up and I was like, 
oh my God, you're talking to me, Teresa? And she's like, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, and it just, it clicked. And I'm like, oh my, like me texting and, and posting and all this that I'm in my phone. Oh my God. Like, I'm not like, I'm not really taking I notes. I and know. she was like, and I was like, bitch, if you ask me to give you my phone, we're going to, I'm going to go head to head with fucking Teresa GDJ right now. Like, I'm not handing you my phone, bitch. Like you gots to be kidding me. You gots to be kidding me. Um, but so she was, I, but no, but when people rely in me for like the real, like I am getting a divorce, it's going to be announced in like three weeks. No, I would, ne- you, you just can't like, because guys, that's how we get these little nuggets that we can then share with you. You're going to get cut off at the knees otherwise. 100%. So I want to hear a really quick story. Also, I have another story. Yes. yes tell me. When I worked at Martha, St- I worked at Martha Stewart. Like I was in charge of hiring for that. We, we, we had all these, we have layoffs every year, you know, like that's just what we did at Martha Stewart. We, the company was not doing too well guys. Um, and I'm not revealing any, like it's we're past that. So one year we were going to have these massive layoffs and all of a sudden it is like on page six or it is out there on and out. We have a company-wide email go around from Martha and like the leak. And, you know, I was in HR. So like we were in, oh, no, no, we shut. They, we were called in and we were like, okay, so like we're sitting in a room now and there's like 15 of you or 10 of you. And it's like the CFO and, and the head of HR and the head of hiring, which is me. And they're like, this group here is the group that, that knew about these layoffs. There's, o- there's only nine of you. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to shut the door. Nobody is going home. Nobody is going home tonight. Uh, pack your sleeping bags and phones will be handed over. And <gasps> we are, we are going to, and I was like, let me tell, let, let, I'm going to stand up right now. Cause I'm a lawyer too, head of legal. I, know you're a lawyer. I am not, I'm just, let me, this makes me look guilty. I, I don't give up. I am not. And really I wasn't connected to the media like I am now, where I can just put a story out. I was like, I am not under any circumstances, handing over my phone. And I mean, like they wanted you to, they wanted you to unlock your phone and take your phone and go with it in another room and everyone's, and they're going to, I'm like, there is 0% chance that that's happening. And if you would like to fire me because of that, you understand Martha Stewart, you'll be sued by David Yonta. So we're not collecting any phones here. And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, there's like, okay, come back. We're not asking for any of your phones and you of can course, all go home. Of course. I'm right. like, you're not taking my phone. There's an attorney in the room or whatever. It's like, then they like reconsider and they're like, okay, well, we didn't really mean that. We didn't, we didn't mean like actual, but you know, we just have to get to the bottom of this. Didn't they totally change their tune? I love it. I'm like, you can speculate who it is and you can throw my name in there with everyone else in this room. But I, my name, my phone ain't going in your hands. Are you fucking kidding me? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? No, but you know, (laughs) it'll be like, Jesus Christ. Like we're being called in. Martha's a fucking cunt. Like what's going on? Like, I mean, I don't even know what I said on that phone about Miss Martha Stewart, but anyway, um, sorry to interrupt. So I do, it's over. It's over. Now, Ash, listen, at least do you think Ashley, look, I think she's not stupid. I think she 
Oh, she's how I think she had like, like, let's do this during the season. I think, I mean, you, in my understanding this correctly, she called this a hundred percent, despite their joint statement. Like, do we know for sure if she's the one that said, this is what I want, or is it really a joint statement? Like, where are we with this? Well, she's the one the that's sort decision. of controlled the narrative so far. I don't think we've heard from Ashley, uh, from Michael Darby at all. Um, And, you know, she put up that Instagram post, you know, and I, I messaged her and just said, you know, I wish you guys the best. If you need anything, you know, I'm here for you. I haven't heard from her. I'm sure she's getting inundated with a ton of messages. And she just put up on her Instagram. She shut off all the comments, essentially nine magical years with Michael and, you know, link in the link to bravo.com for the announcement, which was basically just that they've decided to separate. Um, So I'm not sure you're going to hear from her. Like when something major happens in one of my friends' lives, you know, like Luann and that whole thing. I mean, she was coming on my show the Monday after, but if she wasn't, I, I don't, I don't text. I just think I don't acknowledge it. I don't acknowledge oh, it. That's, that's just smart. me because I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, but I do believe, yes. When you say that people come on my show and they answer all sorts, listen, there's a lot of real honest people, but I don't think Miss Darv, I just think your media and she won't put anything in writing to you. Oh, 100% right. Now, page six is reporting that Michael Darby, her soon-to-be estranged ex, has an estimated net worth of $20 million. The pair had a prenup agreement that expired after five years of marriage. Now, in the event of divorce, she will receive 50% of the assets. That was in the season five confessional. You'd already sent me that. Um, So a lot of people think even a post-nuptial agreement has expired between the two. I don't know. I mean. So is that good? I'm so confused. I am a lawyer. I should. I mean, that's good for her, right? Like that's, we're saying she's getting more money than she would have. The prenup is gone. Yeah. It's over. And the post-nup. So this is, this could be good for Ashley. I mean, I guess you do the time. You got to. You got to get rewarded for your time. I mean, I don't mean to shit all over Michael. It's just, I just don't get where the benefit is and here's the thing here's the thing it's like is michael going now first two things i think miss darby will be staying on the show now i don't think she you know you to your point before oh you're not going she's not going now she's going to be dating i mean look she's a hot ticket she's she's beautiful on television she's beautiful in real life um you know, look, don't you see her now with just some hot piece? I mean, probably hot, rich. Maybe he's a former like athlete or, you know, I just see her with somebody, I don't know, like hot, young, sexy. And I, I will say this. I mean, I used to date before I met my husband, who's my age. I always dated older rich guys and it like, it sucked. It really did. Like it, it's the lifestyle is amazing, but somebody said to me, when you date or marry for money, you work for it every single day. And it's true because you do whatever the fuck they want. And yeah. when someone's 20 years older than you, 25 years older than, than you, they don't, they're not looking to go like fucking hike Runyon Canyon. I mean, they want to go golf or rent a fishing boat and have somebody reel in, you know, some stupid striper bass, you know, they, they want to golf. They want to, you know, they want to sit pool. So it's like, it's really not that glamorous. Although Michael, I think had a lot of energy and stamina. I I had to go to therapy to get it. I was like, I cannot live this life. Like I cannot, it is not worth it. Now, do I miss marrying the for money? Yeah. Marrying for money. It sounds great, but it's like a death sentence. It's like, 
It totally it is. is. No, I do. Miss it's the like range think Rover. about it. Think just think. Well, I would miss. Yeah, Range Rover is like. A I miss the mess. range. I miss the pool. I miss inviting all my girlfriends over to the pool. That that, that yeah. Is, Listen, no, there are a lot of good things to miss about. I know. But the thing is, it's the twenty four seven. It's like, I mean, if you could get married for money and maybe you know be miserable from eight a.m. to like five p.m. and then your nights are your own. That's okay. Like, I think if you marry for money, the Anna Nicole Smith, kind of like Erica did it right per se until we found out her house of cards was a house of cards. Like you can't go for, forget 25 years older. I say you go like 40 years older. You go like, you're like 40. Yeah, like you're 40 and you marry that 90 year old. That's a good way to go. Where they're just like, look, I don't need sex. Huh? Michael Darby is like almost 30 years older. He's like 29 years older than Ashley. So now as he, listen, if he has money, he's going to come out with either a hot girlfriend or, you know, maybe a hot boyfriend. I'd like to see Michael with like a hot little, a hot little, a hot little twink. Own it. I I say own own it. it. And is Potomac, I mean, because we've got to talk about the future of Potomac is I don't think Ashley will leave. Now, you know, before you were like, she's over the show and is Michael to be part of this i mean once the divorce is over are we going to say goodbye to michael darby i mean probably i mean i don't know i mean he he would need money to stay like if he hates it so much but i don't think they've ever kept a house husband but listen bravo likes darby bravo likes mr darby right he's part of i think ashley's appeal on that show no well, remember they kept Peter for a long time, Cynthia's ex, Peter, and Peter kind of hung on because he was friends with Nini. I mean, Michael mm-hmm. is genuinely friends with Juan. We know that. I think oh, with yes. um, who else? I sort of with Ray Ray, I guess, but I don't know, like as much. Uh, maybe Michael Darby sticks around. I think Michael's gonna get a hot piece. You're right, whoever it is. Male um, or female, there's actually, gonna be a hot piece coming for Michael. And yeah, I think Ashley too. I mean. I, I don't really see the appeal to either of them, to be honest. Like, I don't, I do know other people in the housewives world that think Ashley is just stunning. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, ladies. Look, I know you guys work so hard trying to keep that career together, but hopefully you are taking some time to yourselves. If you haven't already done so, you need to discover Dame. Dame is the only one-stop shop you need to discover all your pleasure with their thoughtfully engineered toys. They also have discreet shipping, hassle-free returns, and the toys are a whole lot of fun. For example, you guys are going to love the 
Eva. It's a hands-free couples vibrator. It's designed to enhance partner play without getting in the way. Now I got to tell you about the palm for when you're alone. Listen, exploring your pleasure on your own helps you get in touch with, you know, yourself, learn more about what you like. And guess what? That leads to better sex with your partner. And like I said, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days. So your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Power up your pleasure with Palm or any of the other toys from Dame Products. Go to dameproducts.com and enter code VELVETROPE for 15% off your order. That's right, dameproducts.com. Enter code VELVETROPE and you get 15% off. And oh, hey ladies, don't forget to have fun. But like to me, like I just, this is me where I gravitate. Like I think Giselle is like stunning, stunning. And I think- and I think yeah. our girl, I think our girl Candy Gal is gorgeous. Yeah, Candy Gal is Candy Gal is really gorgeous. And I guess what my measure is always, and I'm trying to think, I have seen Giselle in real life. And Giselle is very stunning. Monique was really, I mean, they all are actually. Monique, Monique too. Yeah, you know what it is? It's like. In real life. I just find, I've said this before, I, you know, I just find Ashley like a little flat as a housewife and a personality and so therefore I think I just maybe tune out I'll just a little bit when she's on the screen I'm not this isn't major shade I just I just she's just I don't know I don't know which is I, I don't know think, I think she has toned it down the past couple of years because I you know now I think looking back I think she probably wasn't that happy with Michael but Michael's drama kept them on the show uh, personally you know I I really like her in real life I feel like she is going to, we're going to see a whole new Ashley. I think like a drop, I think drama Ashley this season. I think, I think, I mean, that people's story, I think she is dating. I think she is. I mean, I'm sure they've been separated because the people article says that he moved out a while ago. So I'm sure that he's, you know, I think we're going to see her dating. I think we're going to see her bringing drama, I think. But again, I've made a lot of wrong predictions on this podcast too. So maybe you're right. Maybe there won't be much there. And but you know what? For all my saying that Ashley's flat and guess what? Throw in some hot young people. Have Ashley date the whole world. I, she might, I, I might be glued to my TV, Miss Darby. So I am, I am not shading you. You might be the most successful, but you know what? as a producer, as, as someone who thinks like a producer, what a great thing for Potomac. And I do think Ashley, if she called this herself, I, there's no shade to this. I just think she is smart. And she's like, I don't know if I'm going to do this in January, I'll just shut up. Like it's production is delayed. Just hold on four more months after nine years, just do this during the season. And she's smart like that. Like, right. Like, why would you ever do oh. this? like off camera. So she's smart. And this is a true, like Erica Jane with all that unfolding. And like, I think Ashley's like, I'm, this is, she's a good housewife in that sense. I'm, I, I owe it to the people to have, a, and you know what? Let's not worry about what Ashley's storyline is going to be this season. We got it guys. Drop the mic now. Oh my God. There's I, so much tea out of Potomac. There's so much tea. And then I need your thoughts on, on, on OC. Okay. So let's just keep it in the DMV for a hot minute. What the <laughs> hell is Chris Bassett talking about on Twitter? I'm so confused. Do well, we have some Giselle, major drama with yeah, Chris? we okay. So that was hot this week too. So you know, Chris alleged. Well, Chris Giselle is apparently 
making comments and insinuating that Chris was inappropriate with Giselle. You know, again, right after we had Candy Gal on, a blogger discovered that Candy Gal and Candace have stopped, uh, Candy Gal and um, Giselle have stopped following one another on Instagram. And then Chris like went off on a series of tweets and he basically says like, okay, if you know, if you're going to start this, like, just get ready. I have like receipts, like I'm coming for you. Basically meaning to Giselle, like shit is on. He wrote y'all really not ready for what's about to go down. Call me what you want, but a liar. I'm not. And if that's the path you choose, I promise you will be sorry. Then he goes on to tweet, I understand the show, but what we're not going to do is lie and make up bullshit because you, a sorry, miserable person, in response to allegedly Giselle insinuating that he was inappropriate with her. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot here to unpack, everybody. First of all, Potomac is just... They're in the game, guys. They're in the game. Um, Aren't they in it to win it? I, you know, it... Beverly Hills is so far ahead. Salt Lake is really close. New Jersey's really good. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's it's for me, it's Beverly Hills, it's New Jersey. It's actually I'm I'm Potomac over New Jersey. I'm gonna be honest. It's Beverly Hills, really? Potomac, Jersey. Yeah. I like Jersey, but and they always do bring it. I love all the women. I love the husband. I absolutely love the husband dynamic on it. I think they're so great. I love, I just, I like Frank is amazing. I love when they pull pranks on each other and they're taking shots out of a dildo. I mean, I just, I, D, I love uh, Kim D is not impressed with the dildo. She does not like that type of dirty stuff. Yep. That's what she said. <laughs> um, oh, Kim, come on. But, Kim. but non-sponsored plug for everyone for all of you ladies out there okay go to dame dame uh we have a new sponsor here behind the velvet rope and it's um you guys have heard the ads uh but uh dame dame products for ladies we have the eva for couples now sarah if you're going to purchase any of these products don't go do so without my code because my code give me your code because i'll buy Okay. Okay. I'm going to send this to you. Um, I really should just pull it up right now, but there is the Eva is for couples and we have the palm. You know what? Just keep it in the palm of your hand, baby. Um, for when you're alone. And, uh, I really wish that I knew my code, uh, right now. I believe it's velvet rope. And here it is. Here it is really, since we just stumbled in this. Please plug. I love Um, a good do you see me like reading this? Um, it is, we love a good plug. We, but really, here's the thing about these ads that I read all day, people. You actually get money off. So if you're thinking of something, why wouldn't you want the percentage off? You get 15% off site-wide. And all you have to do is okay. enter the code of Velvet Rope. Velvet Rope. And it's at dameproducts.com. Dame Products. We have the Palm for when you're alone and you know what, when you're alone, you really get in touch with your inner self. So, you know, and that improves Mm. your sex life and the Eva is um, it's for partners. It's brings, it increases intimacy. So Dame products and 15% off with Cody Bell at Seriously, this is a very big new sponsor because they said, Hey, that little gay boy over there, David Yantev, he don't got no, (laughs) 
he don't got no men listening to him. I mean, we have, we have, we have a bunch of gay men and, you know, maybe some of these products are for them too, if you know what I'm saying, but we definitely don't have any straight men and we got some great gay men and we have 99.9% women. So go ladies, enjoy yourself and feel Yes. Um, that, that was unexpected. Um, anyway, anyway, here's the thing. So for me, I think if I wasn't going to overthink it, I would put Beverly Hills first, Jersey second, yes, in Salt Lake third, right now, right now in the world. And I am going to drop a footnote. I really am crossing everything I have that Atlanta is Atlanta. Do you know what I mean? I want Atlanta to come back strong, but let's see. I'm not overly hopeful. I'm not overly hopeful, but I really hope Atlanta has a good season. Um, Me too. Look, here's the thing. I have so much to say about this. First of all, Giselle is accused of being the producer of Potomac. They, they, she is accused of being that Lisa Vanderpump, that Bethany, the person that knows what they're doing. So Giselle knows how to bring out a story. Just so it is this Giselle being a brilliant in being like, I got something big this season for you. I'm not, our show ain't going down or cause that is, that is the, that is the, that's what they say. Not Karen. They say Giselle knows she, she drops crap and just does it. Like she's Lisa Vanderpump. Giselle is Lisa Vanderpump, Bethany Franklin Potomac. Or is this really like something is going on here with Chris and Giselle, but let me say this. It's a couple of things. It's a little bit of like, here's a taste of your own medicine. Like this is like all this stuff that happened to Monique and, you know, Mr. Samuels, they were like, we're out, peace out. Like, this is life. Like our kids have to read this when they're old enough. You know what I mean? Like we ain't doing this for a damn TV show. This is our life. So in a way it does mirror that for me of like, Chris is saying like, we have the show, but what we are not going to do is say Chris Bassett is being sexually inappropriate, you know, because that is just bad for his character and he's a married man. So, I mean, but I do believe that Chris, listen, he's a great house husband. He's a great house husband, he's awesome. right? He's like, amazing. he's yeah, just he's like, amazing. I'm going to be part of the show. Like, you're not like, you know, we have Mr. Samuels, who's just like, this is bullshit, but let me go over here off camera. Chris is going to tweet and, and, and tweet again. And Chris is going to come for Giselle. So I believe that if there are receipts, like Chris is going to unfold this and it's going to get messy. So Giselle girl, if you are just being a producer in this one, and you are just like, let me give the people something big to feast on a big pork chop for the morning. Chris is going to come for you, Giselle and hand you your ass. So you better be prepared. Giselle, but what isn't the beauty of Giselle? Like she really doesn't give a fuck. Like we we have to interview her because I think she is the queen of. I mean, when Monique brought that binder and just receipt after receipt of like Giselle, you know, I mean, I I think that I don't think Giselle really has a serious relationship at all with any of these men, including Jamal. I think all of these are prefabricated just to keep her storyline going. I think the the daughters are in on it. Um which, you know, good for you. I mean, if I were on reality TV, I'd be pulling out all the stops as well. 100%. Everybody will sit there and read her up and down. I mean, Karen at the last reunion had all these receipts. I mean, we know Jamal has seen other people. Giselle's own father is like, oh my God, please no. But Giselle sits back 
she, she, I love it. She just, she just melts into her chair. She's never sitting up straight and she just like, so what? She's just like, okay, keep it coming. Like next, next. I next. would be like, we got three hours more. <laughs> I love she doesn't give a rip, a rip what they say about her. She's like, I'll see you next season. Let it, but I mean, and they like destroy her up and down. She's here's the thing. I really think the two people that understand the assignment the most on Potomac are Giselle and Candy Gal. Yeah. The difference is Candy Gal takes it to the Twitter, to the IG. Candy Gal gets angry and you better duck when Candy and Listen, and Candy Gal's jabs are low. And that's not, that's not an insult. Giselle really gets the MVP award because she, you're a hundred percent right. She doesn't care. I, I would be like Giselle. Listen, Giselle, when do you see Giselle clapping back when do you see her tweeting Never. when do you see her listen and you say the interviewer i have interviewed her twice she's been on giselle is like a heather dubrow she has done every season knock on wood it happens again this season she just feels like i gotta do david show the heather dubrow feels the same way and same thing with sutton strack like i just have these weird aligned like allegiances to me and look it could be broken but i've done nothing wrong by giselle so i hope She's an interesting interview. She, you know, she doesn't, I think to you are what we just said. She doesn't go there in the real world. And I can respect that. Listen, I don't care what I get from Giselle. As long as you come on this show every season, I love you dearly. I love you, Giselle. But it, she doesn't really go there like you would think. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lighter interview. It's a lighter interview. But I, and I, okay. Giselle, okay. please come back. Giselle, this is my open plea. Please come back next season. Thank you for the past two times. She, Giselle seems to me, because I've never interviewed her, like Darcy and Stacy from TLC. You guys know, like I'm obsessed with the, the TLC shows and Darcy and Stacy are twin sisters that have their own spinoff. And, you know, it's about their love life. And one of them was on 90 Day Fiance, blah, blah, blah. But you interview them and they're they're another pair. They're always fun. I love, I love them. They've done my show twice. I look forward to seeing them. But you really never get any scoop. And then again, they're 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 like two that a week later, like some bombshell drops, and you're like, oh, well, you knew about that. And we never even got like an insinuate. You know what I mean? And do I think that they should break the shit on my show like Oprah? Yes. So <laughs> Am I resentful? Yes. You know, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree. And then I have people like, like a Lala that has done my show twice and like, whatever is up, I mean, whatever's of the moment, Lala is honest and talks. I mean, the problem is like, you just can't get this shit out fast enough. And there's only five episodes a week. And within like three days, Lala right. has then set up has- her own podcast. Every, but I mean, I still managed to get the thing about her boobies in the press, but like, Giselle is, is a good interview. And listen, I think that I do think Chris Bassett means it. I think he is coming for Giselle. I think his reference to the show is like saying like, this is bigger than the show. And before you go and you start saying that I'm an inappropriate, you know, male chauvinist that I'm, you know, doing things that make you feel uncomfortable, like Michael Darby grabbing someone's ass, you better be really careful because we are not going to do this to my character. So I respect Chris. And I mean, candy girl ain't going to play. You come after her man. She's going to come for blood. And I just wonder, is it, is it, is it real? Is it, is it based on something? And I'm not diminishing. It could be just, but Giselle is Giselle knows what she's doing. She's smart. So Sarah, regardless, it's going to be a great Potomac season. 
buckle up. I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Now, keeping it in the same area, what is going on with, you know, I was talk about someone on the show. I have someone coming up on the show who is very in with Nene Leaks. It's not Nene. It's, it's someone who knows. And we were talking and we were just like, listen, she's going to repair things. And then same thing. And in this, in his, this person's defense, this person did not know about this lawsuit, but the way we were talking, it was like, yep, Nini, she's going to sit down with Andy. She understands that. It, has she burned all her bridges with Ryan Murphy? Is there like, can you come back from taking on a network? I always say here, you couldn't. And I have this discussion. It's going to come out on a future episode. And literally like your point, just like we talked about Ashley in two days late, within like 24 hours that it was like, oh, wow, David, I think our conversation of Nini coming back from this is, is, is not, it's we, this did not age well 20 hours earlier because Nini is now officially suing Bravo. No, I don't really, I didn't read this fine print. So you tell me, cause you've d- dug deep into this. I just skimmed over it. And I didn't even read the stuff. Okay. Well, this is what I love about our dynamic. I want your lawyer hat because I just am like, is there a lawsuit here? I mean, Nini is suing Bravo product, you know, Bravo, the network. She's also suing Andy Cohen, you know, and she's personally, personally. Yes. As far as I know, she is suing both of them. I want to like make sure. And it's not just like under the, that Andy's in that umbrella, but I really feel like, because I know Andy Cohen is specifically named. So it has to be, in addition to Bravo and Cohen, the suit also names NBC Universal, Tree, True Entertainment, and Truly Original as defendants. Isn't that everybody? Yes. Now, I had a bad business experience with this horrible cunt, nasty woman, and I sued her. Um, you don't come back from a lawsuit. Like, so, I mean, we did talk on, on air that, like, Andy and Nene, like, I, I do, I think Andy and Nene without this lawsuit, we're like Andy and Bethany. Like there's extreme love, there's admiration, but wow, I didn't realize Andy was being sued directly. I, you don't, you don't, you, you can't then yeah, you're trying say to say I love Nene and let's, I mean, because think about it. Andy hasn't really been sued ever. According to Leak's lawyer, she was the target of systemic racism from Zolciak, which was tolerated by Bravo executive producer, Andy Cohen and other executives. Now, don't you, I want your opinion as an attorney. Why isn't she suing Kim? Because in addition to Kim, yeah. Okay, so why? Because if Kim is the one that allegedly said these racial things, and I'll go over them with you, because also I'm like, I don't know, can you sue somebody for that? In addition to Bravo and Cohen, the suit also names names NBC Universal. Oh, as, as, so where, why isn't she suing Kim? Well, I mean, first of all, we have deep pockets in the form of NBC and Mr. Mr. Cohn has deep pockets. Mr. Cohn ain't no housewife. Mr. Cohn ain't working for his million dollars a year. Andy Cohn has a lot of fucking money, like real money. You know how I say that all the housewives have fake money? Most of them. Andy Cohn is fucking rich. Like the line out his door of the twinks and the young jocks that want daddy to, to propose I mean, it's real. It's real. He just told Carolyn Stanberry he wants a younger, older relationship. So for all you young boys out there that are hitting up Nate, like, 
<laughs> Forget me. Throw, me. throw me to the walls because, you know, like, I understand. Just fucking run over me with a car and go for anti. I mean, your life might be better with me long term, but I mean, I don't got that money. That's like real money. So I think that's the first thing. The, the deep pockets are NBC and Andy, but I like, I don't know. I mean, like, she feels they, like those were her bosses. Like, Kim wasn't her boss. Now, you have to think about this, though. Does this vote and also Nini and Kim are they've made amends they've made amends so that's part of it I mean Kim I don't Kim doesn't have no deep pockets um but does this bode well for Kim like is Kim gonna be welcome back to the network I don't think so you know like I don't think they were developing something at the moment for Ms. Zolciak but I don't think this really I don't think it like ruins her life, but I don't think it really helps with her chances of getting back on anything. So that's not so good, right? For her to have these uh, yeah. things. And what are the actual claims? I mean, I can use certain words, I believe, or like, I know the whole thing about so, her cockroaches, the house, that thing she said, is that what it is? It, well, it claims that, that leaks, and this is what I'm curious about from a lawyer's perspective, it frequently spoke with show executives about racist remarks by fellow housewife. Okay, so you'd have, have to have proof of that, right? An email, a witness, witnesses, text messages, something like that, right? Here are some of the statements. And to me, I'm just like, I don't know. Do these warrant? So they say that. um, So in one claim is that Kim had said that she, these are like, I want to get the direct quotes um, because I want to see what you think. I'm very curious. It alleges that during Real Housewives of Atlanta season one, the cast was planning to attend a barbecue and idea Zolciak allegedly responded to with words to the effect of, I don't want to sit around with Nini and eat chicken. In 2012, during season five, the suit alleges Zolciak made racially offensive and stereotypical comments about the new home of cast member Candy Burris, calling her neighborhood a ghetto and making a remark about whether Burris needed a swimming pool. Um, that same year, the suit alleges Zolciak used the N-word. Okay, now I see how that's very offensive in a work environment in reference to Leaks and some of the other Black co-stars. It also alleges that Zolciak called Leaks a home, a, a roach nest, which we've talked about and implied she used drugs. So, okay, if you're part of a show that encourages drama, now with the exception of obviously the N-word, we all know how offensive that is. Okay, are those statements lawsuit worthy? I'm not so sure. It's, it's more like, like, okay, I understand. I understand it all. I understand the use of the word ghetto. I understand the reference to a swimming pool that plays into a stereotype. I understand the comment about the chicken that plays into a stereotype. Right. Like are those things, it's like, it, it, it's more like, what do we have as evidence? Like did Nini say to her, boss, her executive producer, Andy Cohn, and NBC and True Entertainment. Like, did she say, I'm emailing you because I feel, you know, unsafe? Like, was there, like, is this the situation of Ebony saying these things against Ramona? And then there was an actual investigation launched, which they found Ramona not guilty. Let's not get into that, you know, or like, like, it's almost like if you brought all of things, whether it's, you know, a swimming pool or, or, or an, like, you know, yes, there's, but if you brought it to everyone's attention 
And now it was just kind of swept under the rug. I don't know. That's, and there's, you have proof of this. You had emails and texts. And because the racism. That might be the, something. The racist comments have to inflict some sort of like mentally da- mental damage or like um, financial damage, right? Or hostile work environment created that, that essentially that Andy and them sided with Zolciak is what she's, she's, she's saying. Right. Right. And right. So it's like, listen, I don't think it's like a great, like air touch. Right. And it's like, I mean, you're in this situation where you, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, Kim was the only white woman on this cast. It's like a, it's just, I mean, and did she give Kim a heads up that this was happening? You know what I mean? Like now that they're, they're not best friends, but they're, they're cordial. It's, you know, and listen, it begs you have to prove it as, as the planet, but it also begs the like, right. well, then what were you in? Listen, I don't want to take away anything from someone that really feels that they have been. Yeah. That know, they were to- racially targeted. Yeah, of course. But I mean, you know, certainly in the NBC defense, the Andy Cohn defense, it's like, well, what were you there then for, for, you know, 10 more years or nine or whatever it was granted you would then argue, well, right. I mean, I needed the money. I'm not going to turn down 2.8 million. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a whole back and forth. It's not a slam dunk case, but does Andy Cohn need to go spend, I mean, money on, on a, on a lawsuit? Like this is, I mean, I'm sure NBC is, you know, maybe paying for it. Like who needs this? It's not, it's more like it's now already tried in the media. So it's not even like, you know, kind of like this whole Kardashian thing with black China. It's like, I don't think black China is going to win. Do you? I don't know. But I mean, I think to be honest with you and black China has been on my show too. I think she has a much better case than Nene. I I mean, it's it's a whole different thing. I mean, Robin China was, do you know that that was as highly rated, if not higher rated than Kardashians? I take it back. Yes. Thank you for the correction. I do think black China will win her case because in that case, they allegedly at this point, Kris Jenner, and the Kardashians shut down her ability to make money and to continue that show. That was like a Kris Jenner pulling all the st- stops. So I do. To your point, how does Nene win? Because if she continued for many seasons after and benefited, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how do you? I don't know. And then it's like, you know, look, lawsuits never go to trial, like hardly ever, like such a small percentage. You set a lot of court, but it's kind of like. I don't know. It's already out there. So if she doesn't have proof, I don't think NBC or Andy will be so apt to settle out of court. Right. Look, if you have a ton of money, it's only a matter of time. Like, it's like, if you think about all the housewives that have been fired and I'm not, this is no shade to Andy at all. It's just, it's shocking. No one has ever sued NBC or Andy before, just not, to say that they do anything wrong, but that there's de- clear deep pockets. And when you fire people, things happen, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Vicky, I mean, I like guess Vicky you know, and Tamara, sign- Vicky and Tamara throwing around age discrimination. Tamara said it on the show, uh, my show. It's out there in the press. Go and Google it. So it's like, whether that, I'm not saying that's true, I'm just saying, like, well, that went away. Like they, you know what I mean? Like have people been paid off before? I don't know. I really don't know, but it's shocking. There's someone, I mean, people get fired. They are pissed off. They're disgruntled. So it's like, it's just a slippery slope. I mean, it's so but interesting. where do you go from here? Like, 
does Ryan Murphy hire you for American Horror Story after, you know, you were on, I mean, I still stand behind. I don't think you can sue a network and come back from it in Hollywood. I think you are labeled litigious. Look what happened to like Rose McGowan going against like Harvey Weinstein. These are all very different cases. Yes. But I just think when you take on the establishment, it's like, it's, I don't, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, I don't think you come back from it. Forget Bravo. And she'll never work at Bravo. Or the, but I mean, what about American Horror Story with Ryan Murphy? What about, she was on the NBC, you know, but I mean, also then good for her for saying like, if you really feel wrong, like, I don't care about a network. This is bigger. It's life, right? Great. I mean, that those are all really, really good points. Um, you know, like, look at, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would like to have sued NBC and Andy. They're just like, I'm afraid. I want to work. I oh, want to work mean- on CBS. I want to go on Dancing with the Stars. I, I want to go on, you know, Celebrity Big yeah. Brother. I mm-hmm. want something else. Right. So, I mean, you, I right. don't think you can sue a network, whether you have a valid point or not, I think you can come back. So yeah, I just, I mean, okay, maybe she, okay. So, you know, I've sort of said like, well, are these allegations strong enough to warrant a lawsuit? Maybe she has a lot of slam dunk evidence. Maybe she has text. Maybe she has text between she and Andy Cohen. And maybe she's consulted with several attorneys and they've said, oh, you are going to settle out of court for a major undisclosed settlement. And this is, I mean, maybe you're talking, she's getting five to 10 million in settlement from them. That's so good. Who cares if she, you know, she dabbled with doing a YouTube show. Maybe she, maybe she partners with somebody else who's been, you know, who's never going to return to Bravo and she has her clothing stores and maybe she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, when when you do it yourself, I mean, like Stasi, when she was doing all her stuff for a while, it was like, right? She was doing. Should I pick this up and see who this is? Hold on. Sure. David speaking. Let me tell her. Okay, go on. Sorry. Um. No, I mean, to your point, I mean, maybe there is a slam dunk here and they're, they, you know, they do, they want it to go away. They have a franchise to protect. They've obviously had a lot of racial allegations against them over the past couple of years. So maybe, maybe she has a slam dunk case. I just, I just thought it was interesting as far as I can see, maybe our listeners see something different. I, I just don't think Kim is named, which is interesting to me in, in the actual lawsuit. Again, Kim, know. they all it's work. Not, they it's all not work as for- interesting. It's not as shocking to me. You. It's like, okay, you know better. Sue, okay, Sue, NBC, and Andy. But I agree with you. Like, look at Stassi. Stassi and Bo had their own Patreon. Look at Kelly Dodd. I mean, right. Like, if Nini got a certain amount of money, do I think she could do it herself on YouTube and all this? Yeah, she could. People would listen to Nini, sure. So maybe she can make enough money. Like, you know. 400,000, 250 a year doing the YouTube or whatever, right? Maybe yeah. get together with someone and then like, yeah, she could still work again in that sense. That is the beauty. I mean, look at what we do. You put it out yourself and Nini would have an audience and right. Maybe it's enough that it's like with Greg's passing, she is, I mean, like, you know, I don't mean to make light of that, but I do think also, you know, there's a lot of lawyers out there that take cases like this that are doing it contingent. You don't pay a dollar 
There's no lawyer get something there's, and there's no lawyer taking a contingent case that doesn't think they can win more or less. So if there's a lawyer suing for 10 million, how much is she, you know, if, if they, they smell a third of that. If you read it and you're like, I'm going to get a third of zero, they're like, fuck off, meanie leaks. Like, I'm not doing, no one does it just for publicity. So if some lawyer is doing this contingent, then I mean, yeah, she might have a case, but how much is she suing for? Mm, I don't know that I saw a number. I feel like it was undisclosed. I don't think I've seen it anywhere. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I just wonder how much, um, but I don't know. But anyway, I can tell you one thing. The facts will come out. They'll come out. Now, I don't know how long we've been talking for because I haven't been paying attention. We have, are we doing one Um, more story? We have one. Yeah. Pick one more story. What do you, where do you want to go? I mean, there's so much and I know obviously next week we're going to have to, let me see. Let's see some other topics we had on our list. Well, I'm curious. You're, I mean, I I haven't watched or kept up. So this would be like one that it's up to you, but I'm curious, you know, Real Housewives, Orange County, we're in the, um, we're, you know, the reunion's been airing. Rumors of recast. I, I, again, you've kept I'm up with it. I, I didn't. Um, kind of... Should we talk about what to do with the OC? I mean, I'm curious your thoughts because I did an informal poll with all my followers this week. I said, you know, are you watching um, Orange County? Did you watch what? What are your thoughts? And it was it was a mixed bag. Sixty percent no, they're no longer watching the Real Housewives of Orange County, um, that franchise. And then the other forty percent said yes, they're train wrecks. They're so good. Um, I loved this season. So, just wondering again. But, you know. I just what is wrong with me? I. I look, I don't think it was the greatest season. I still think season 15 was the worst season in the history of Housewives ever for any franchise. I didn't really hate this season of the OC as much as everybody. Like the same way I didn't hate New York. I mean, maybe it's because I like Heather. I like Heather Dubrow. Um, I think it is off. I Here's my thing. Like... Well, Heather came back and the ratings were not great. So I don't think that they're going to go down the Tamra Judge route and, and bring another like OG in. The real thing that I think would save the show would be to recast the whole damn thing. And that Ooh. to me, right? And the thing is Ooh. like, well, I, yep. can you do that? I think, you I mean, it's kind of like when you know, you're 18 years old and, you know, you're having sex and, you know, you shoot your load too quick because, you know, you're 18 and it just feels so good. Um, did, did, did Bravo shoot their load too quick with this whole recasting of Roni? Cause I mean, can you now start recasting every fucking franchise? Doesn't that kind of say the shark has been jumped End it? and New York NOC end, 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 end. And <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can keep going to franchises and say we're starting over. I think that you really, really dilute and weaken the brand at that point. Do you okay? Have you heard any rumors on the ratings this season for OC? 
Like I didn't even, I didn't care well, about the Well, I did because my girlfriend, my good friend Kelly Dodd spends 24 hours a day talking about the, re, the ratings. You know, they were down, man. They were down. Like down, um, are we talking under a million down? Like yes. throughout the entire season, we think. They were under a million That's for not good. most of the season. That is correct. That is That's a not correct good. statement. Again, numbers don't not lie, guys. Thing. You know, and this numbers is matter. I mean, you, I, I think you have to be breaking a million. I think these Jersey, days, Jersey, Jersey broke close. a million this season. Jersey did that. So, yeah, some of the ratings weren't much worse than New York. I mean, they, they, they weren't much better. They were only a little better than this major, you know, so I don't know, but here's the thing. It's like, who are you going to keep? I think you can. Okay. Listen, I either think you need to start over or you need to get rid of do, you know, what would work, do the opposite, do the opposite of starting over, get rid of Emily, get rid of Gina. Oh, Get people do like Gina. I like Gina. I like Gina. Get rid of Dr. Jen, who people are calling the worst housewife in the history. Um, and I, I mean, I get rid of Noella and keep Heather and keep Shannon and just fucking double down. Guys, we're having the OG show. We're not having to just do the OGs and bring back a Vicky, bring back Tamara, bring back a Megan King Edmonds, who has a whole different life now. And then throw in like, throw in like, I don't, I mean, there's Jesus so many jugs or Gretchen, like just do OG and just do that or start over with a bunch of 35 to 45 hot young things that are in the OC and make it diverse, make it diverse, but have people that have slept together. And this one is going through a divorce mm-hmm. and her husband slept with that one. You find a group where it's just like in Salt Lake, where it's really deep seated and messy and just start the OC over sexy. And, and it's either to me, one or the other, uh, this, listen, we have learned this mixing of OGs and newbies doesn't work. It didn't work in New York. It didn't work in the OC. I don't know if it's going to work. It's the same thing with Atlanta. The same thing. If we have another bad Atlanta season, it's the same thing. And if you look at Atlanta, they went OG. They gave Marlo a peach. They brought Sheree back. We have Candy. We have Kenya. It's like, if oh, I, I, this is, I'm not so sure Atlanta's going to have a good season. I think you either need to have OGs and double down or you need to just start over. But yep. I'm telling you right now, that. if you lose Emily and Gina and Noella and Dr. Jen, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. I'm sorry. Just clean. Okay. Like, Hot take. And then what? We're going to keep Shannon and, and, and Heather and have four newbies? That makes no fucking sense. No sense. So I'm telling you, it's going to be, I really think they're either going to start over or they're going to do just OGs. I mean if they want to give us two shows, but I think that jumps the shark. And I think just starting over yeah. jumps the shark. Now you've done that twice. I, I, don't, I don't think the optics on it work. I don't think they can do it. I don't think they can start over. I think they, they, they use that card with New York. 
Oh, David Yantov, I love that. You always know how to like, I, your, your insight always just makes me think. And it's so good. And it's such a producer's eye and ear. And I, I love it. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, um, okay. That's what I would do. Um, one more thing that rumor is they're having trouble casting New York. Did you see that? I did. I saw that. And I'm not shocked. Are you? I mean, because to check all the boxes, look, I mean, you know, I moved to Los Angeles partly to become a producer. I've told you about a show that I'm currently casting. That's a reality show um, and producing. And I'll be honest with you. It is extremely hard. You, you think a ton of people want to be on TV. Of course. We've, in, we've interviewed, we've talked to, uh, I'm talking probably upwards of of maybe close to 200 people of that. We probably have 10 to 15 viable candidates that can actually be on TV, be interesting when the camera roll, it is very, very hard. So I'm not shocked. Are you, I mean, they're looking for diversity. They're looking for wealth. They're looking for affluence. I mean, looks. they're looking I'm for sorry. good on they're camera looks. drama looks. I mean, you think like you think a lot of people have that, but when you fire up the camera, a lot of people don't have that. No, they don't. This is how Salt Lake got greenlit. They weren't saying let's let's go to Salt Lake and delve. Or it's just they they were presented with these group of women, and they're like, "Whoa, this is this is nice, right?" When 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 Andy announces it at BravoCon, he's like, "I know what you think." And they weren't looking for Salt Lake, but he's like, "Trust me, this is something here." So. It is hard and it's like in, so that's how shows don't like your show. Isn't like definitely green lit. That's the difference. They're not trying to like, no, because yeah, we're trying to like, won't be, you have to find that lightning in a bottle, like, you know, like just, you are like, think about it. They get lucky. You know, you want to cash the show, this Jersey, whatever Jersey shore, they just get lucky. They got a Snooki and a Paulie and this one. And then these two start dating the Sammy sweethearts that's dating that like, this just, it's lightning in a bottle. So for everyone that wants to be Mike, the situation, like just do yourself a favor and live life, like dream big guys, but just know that like, it's, it's 1% chance, like just live, live in reality here. Right. Like, so totally, I don't know. So I don't know, like, that's why New York is having rights. So now you've made this statement, you've made the statement. And, and I told you, I told you, I've said this, I said it months ago, they're going to stay on schedule. It's going to be just like usual. We're going to film at the end of August with the Hamptons. And so, I mean, we're in May here this is fucking may may june july i mean we have three months and okay sure bravo will delay it absolutely if they don't find the right people but that's just and i really think bravo is like we just i think they know at least this time we have one shot that's it they have a shot so you if you're like i mean how did Dr. Jen get cast? How did that happen? Like, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand how we're 16 years in uh, on this whole experience. How do we have bad casting decisions at this point? I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, that's a great, 
It's great. I mean, it could be a variety of reasons, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe they're under the gun. They've got deadlines. She's kind of there. Let's give it a go. Um, You know, it's interesting, too, because I was just watching. I don't know if you've watched yet Anthony Bourdain's the documentary about Anthony Bourdain. It's called Roadrunner. It was just released this month, like on CNN Plus and everything. Anyway, it's so fascinating because we see, you know, you know, famous Anthony Bourdain, this just amazing oh, yeah. television character. Well, the two people that found him and took a risk on him, they go to, I don't know, whatever country they go to. Anyway, the first thing they shot, they went back to their hotel rooms. And as a couple, they basically cried because they were like, he's, this is awful. He's not good. He's shy. He, this is, uh, uh, we have bet the farm and this is a disaster. And then you know, they kind of kept filming and eventually he sort of found his own voice and found this unique thing. So I think lots of times people see a diamond in the rough and it's hard because you think about Seinfeld, Seinfeld, people forget Seinfeld was the biggest dumpster fire Mm -hmm. for like three or four seasons. No one watched. It had horrible fucking ratings. No one cared. It was like they had to fill the programming time. So they stuck with it. And then by season four or five, it became this cult favorite. I think a lot of times these executives bet the farm on these people. They go, no, she's, she's going to be great. She's going to be, we've got to give it time. But the problem is, is like, you almost have to start the race now, like two laps in, you know what I'm saying? If you're running a mile, you know, you've almost got to start at the halfway mark now, like with these people, because how do you do that? How? How do you do how? You know, I mean, uh, if you think about it, like you look at like an Erica Jane, I don't care if you hate her, but you look at like a Dorinda, like they just, why do they get it so right, right from the start so many times? And then others, listen, Garcelle Bouvet is exactly what a housewife should, like, but, and then they just, no, go ahead. And then they just get it wrong so many other times. Because to me, those women already started at the half mile mark. Erica was training for this for a long time. You know, she and Tom, after 20 years or 10 years or whatever of supporting Tom, they had made the conscious decision they were going to make her a singer. Did they set out to be on reality TV? No, but I think they were open to whatever came about. I mean, we all know this. Erica, before the show, was performing all over West Hollywood at every gay bar that would let her up. in New York City, honey. Yeah. So, I mean... She, to me, you ha- you're beginning to get, it's like Rena Garcelle, they're actresses. They, you know, they get the game before you take a doctor. And like, Dor- and like Dorinda, you know, the husband and like Hillary Clinton, like Dorinda was in a certain circle. Like she wasn't like, Ooh, a camera. I'm famous. Ooh, I'm so excited. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it was, she was already in a certain, it's just, it's so hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And I think from Ebony's point of view, like with an Ebony, you know, it's hard because she was, she's an attorney and she's on television. Well, if you're, I worked, I still work for a TV affiliate. Thank God I don't have to do real journalism. But I mean, if that's your background, you're used to giving the facts, being, being factual, not being, you know, a character of yourself. And I think for Ebony, it's like, these are the facts, you know, you guys are, are racially insensitive or whatever. And it's like, you're right. But then that's not, you're really, it's like, you've got to almost become an actress. And, and I think the people that are already in training are great. Dr. Jen, it's like, you just have to have it in. Like I said before, if I got, if I got, I've told, if I got a reality show, I'd be there for 10 years. Like I just, 
you just, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, you have it or it you don't. It is yeah. a job. It is a job. And like, yeah, like, and listen, in Bravo's defense, like, you can't tell. You can't tell if someone really has that. Like, you don't know, but you should know. <laughs> like, if you're, I don't know, you just should know. You just, you know what I mean? So, but like, I know in myself what I'm capable of as a human being and what I just can't do. And like, so for me, it's like, no, I, I have it. Like, I would know what to do. But right, like Erica just knew. Like, you just, yeah, it's not acting, but you just know. Like, we talk about Giselle to bring it home. Like, she just knows, you know? Totally. And that's where, like, I don't know if, like, I don't know if, listen, this isn't going to be a very important season for Mia. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, Wendy. Oh, Dr. Wendy. She tries so hard. Um, She tries. She she, she wants this so hard. She wants it so bad. She wants it so bad. And to me, Wendy has a better shot than Mia, I think. Although Mia. I agree. Mia seems to have more genuine drama. I mean, the mom situation. I wouldn't be shocked if she and her husband are in some sort of like, you know, I don't know, kind of arranged marriage or arrangement. You know, I mean, Mia to me has a little bit more salacious drama, but I'm not sure Mia gets it in the way Miss Osefo is ready. Mrs. Osefo is ready to bring it. But honestly, like, God, like if I were in casting, so like last night I went out with good, my good friend, Kim D we're at like the Mark hotel, cafe, Carlisle, Upper East side, you know, quintessential Sonia Morgan, Ramona, this is their backyard. Like, and I was like looking around and there was these two girls and they were like gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. We are talking like the, they have the Birkin. They're just, you could see the money. And then they're sitting with their two husbands. One husband was cuter than the other, but neither of them were fucking lookers. You know, I mean, well, probably around the same age. The guys are probably like maybe late thirties and the girls are maybe like mid thirties. And I'm just like, these girls look like they were just, just two of them, which they're two such good friends. And I'm like, who isn't interviewing them and asking them who they know? You know what I mean? Like this is a sign you should be a producer, but like, there's like, well, there's a lot of signs I should be a producer, but like, there's like, we got to produce, we got to produce together. There's like, you know what I mean? Like, just so it's like, uh, if I were, I would have gone up to them afterwards and said, like, have you guys ever thought of this? And here's my card and let's talk. And no, that doesn't mean they're going to be good. But like, there is such, these women exist in New York. They exist. And, and, and you mean to tell me that you don't know, and listen, and I said this before, I go with the family. I, I want to find two rich, rich, rich bitch sisters. Start with them being like, racially diverse let's start there like so let's yeah. worry about casting the white women around them but find gorgeous thin dressed to the nines like i'm sorry this is what people want like, i'm not oh my God, i'm not being like but like i mean i don't care but they just people want to see look there's a formula that existed in tv forever i'm thrilled that it's changing and 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 opening up and it, it works for a lot of things, but I just think for housewives, like the, the formula is still. And so I think you need to find that in two sisters in where it's messy. Like you look at like Highland yeah, Kid, you look at like Jersey with Kathy and Rosie and, and Teresa. And Melissa. 
I think a family, now now we have Kathy. Yeah. I just think you start with there and you build and you mean to tell me you can't find this in New York, like work, work harder, (laughs) work harder. I mean, it's very hard. It is like, I'm not, but the clock is ticking. So, and yes, a lot of people don't want to do it. They, they don't, they don't, but people are fame whores. You could find somebody. Oh my God. Who doesn't want to be on television? I mean, Mm -hmm. television changes everything for the better. I just, Mm -hmm. I I don't know anyone. I mean, if you work it right, there is no show that you could, that you can be on there, that it is a downside. I mean, it's just, it's so, I don't care if you're on Fuckboy Island. I mean, you can emerge from Fuckboy Island and make your career. And uh, people love any ounce of fame uh, there, your business is not good. I mean, unless you want to become the Pope, I mean, there is just no downside. And even that. Well, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not shaming body shaming. It's I'm just saying, I Love think this comment. is the, I think this is the formula that people want to see. I personally love the fact that Ramona Singer is approaching 70. I would love for housewives to stay in the fifties and sixties only. I love it. I don't, so, I mean, and same thing with all different body sizes, but I just think if you well, want to just, I mean, listen, you have, I, again, like I'm, you have one shot, like New York, if New York does not come back, recast and blow it out of the water the same way Salt Lake did. And look, people are not negative. People are, you, whatever your preconceived notion to be, negative is it goes out the window when you love it right like salt lake you just you have no chance like hands off like i surrender it's fucking brilliant so yeah i don't even care that it's in salt lake you know what i mean like i right like i to me it's so natural like i love that it's there it doesn't like people want like you know they want to look at roni with like a critical but it doesn't matter if you come back and knock it out of park people are going to be like it's brilliant but it has such potential to go wrong and it's like you got to monitor this. And as you're filming, I mean, that's why Dallas was canceled as Tiffany Moon said here, like they just were filming the new cast and they're like, it's not working. So, I mean, you got to cast it and you got to watch. And let me tell you, don't like whoever's not working there three weeks in, you got to replace them. Like they have to, this has to be game of Thrones. If they want their Roni to work, I don't think anyone's going to get a contract. I think it's going to be like, let's film and see who's a friend and who's not a friend and, and who doesn't even make the cutting. I think that they're going to have to take a big group and mm. really figure it out as they film. So that's, that's what I do. All right, David Yontif. I love you. I have to pay. I, know. Um, I, love, I have to love you and leave you. Everyone will follow behind the velvet rope, hopefully. And you will listen on Apple and Spotify and you will follow at behind velvet rope on Instagram. I don't even know what I'm saying. And where are we going to follow you, Miss Sarah Fraser, with all your 90 day and thousand pounds? Oh my God. I have such juicy behind the scenes dirt too. But anyway, uh, the Sarah Fraser show on TikTok, on Instagram, um, every Wednesday I drop TLC talk. We talk about all the biggest shows, um, 90 day fiance. They just launched season nine. Um, so much to talk about there already. Um, yeah. Love you, David. We will do this next week. Bye, honey. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. 
And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.